open and receptive to receive what you have to say unto us on tonight. We bind every attack and every assignment the enemy would send out against us tonight, keeping us from hearing, keeping us from receiving this word on tonight. And we thank you, Father God, that we all have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, are we ready for what God has on tonight? You say ready, I say set, and we'll say go. Y'all sure? (laughs) Okay, tonight um, we've been dealing with um, the heart, and we've been talking about how we have to, as the body of Christ, make sure that our heart is right before God, and that means that you know, like Sunday, search us, Lord, and see if there's any wicked way in us. So we have to continually ask the Lord to help us to see what we have in us so we can go in the word and see what the word has to say for us. But tonight, to add to this teaching, God has given me um, the spirit of opposition, the spirit of opposition, because if you're going into your word and you're trying to root up things in your lives that's keeping you from getting where you need to be with God, you know, dealing with offense, dealing with bitterness, dealing with resentment, or whatever you may be dealing with, you will have opposition. And that opposition is going to come from the enemy to stop you from getting to that place that God wants you to be in. The opposition is to act against to resist either by physical means, by arguments, or other means. To act against, to resist either by physical means, by arguments, or other means. So the enemy, he's going to oppose you. And the reason why he's going to oppose you is because he does not want you to have the word of life. He knows that the word is going to quicken you. The word is going to bring life to you. And the word is about life and it's not about death. And it helps us to reconcile with our brothers and sisters. It helps us to walk together so we can be agreed. It helps us to come together in unity so there will not be any division. And the enemy is going to always try to oppose us to keep us from getting what God has already provided. Let's look at Daniel 10, verse 11 through 13. Dealing with Daniel in this chapter, Daniel was going to God in prayer. He was fasting because he did not understand why it was taking so long. Well, he knew what God was saying, but he didn't have understanding. Um, So he was praying. He was seeking God. He was asking God what was going on. And verse 11, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou did set thine heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I have come for thy words." But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, that mean he opposed him, one and twenty-one days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princesses, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So what was happening was God had already answered Daniel, but he had some opposition 
which was coming up against that answer coming to him. The enemy is going to bring some opposition. When you've been praying to God, it may be about a job. It may be about your marriage. It may be about the ministry. Whatever it's about, the enemy is going to try to bring things to stop you from receiving what God has already provided. That's the spirit of opposition. Daniel was in prayer for three whole weeks, and he was trying to figure out, why haven't I gotten an answer from God? The opposition that we have that stops us from hearing what God wants us to hear when we pray to him, it could be offense, it could be bitterness, it could be a lot of things. And this is why we have to ask, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't understand. I know God said when I call on him, he would answer me. He would show me great and mighty things. And I know, Holy Spirit, while I'm praying to God, he hears me. And while I'm, well, while, let me read that scripture. Go to Isaiah 64. I don't want to mess it up. But when we know all of these things, we should know there is some opposition that's stopping us from getting what God wants us to have. And Isaiah 65 verse 24 says, And it shall come to pass that before I call, you will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So when we go to God, we know that if we are praying according to his will, we already have what we're praying to him for. But we have to go to him in confidence and boldness and assurance. And if we know this, that's when we should understand we are in a spiritual battle. And that's what we want to go over. I don't know how long God's going to allow me to go through this. But some people get discouraged because they're saying, God, I want to do better. I want to be better in this area. But seem like every time I pick up my Bible to get my mind renewed, to get myself in the place I need to be in, is some opposition that's coming up against me. Before you can get over one trial, here's another trial. And everything ends up piling up you know, coming up against you and you saying, God, what's wrong? That's the spirit of opposition. And you have to know how to come against that spirit of opposition. And the way that we do it is through prayer. When we look at Luke 18, verse 1, the word of God says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. Even though you feel like your answer um, you're not hearing God. Don't give up in prayer. Keep persevering. You know, keep asking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what's going on? Why is there a delay dealing with this situation? Why I keep going through the same thing? You being persistent. You're communing with God. You communicate with God. And as the Holy Spirit leads you, the Holy Spirit will let you know what's there in front of you, like the spirit of opposition that's keeping you from hearing what God wants want you to hear the enemy know if he can pile stuff on you or upon you you got layer after layer that you have to deal with if you get rid of the bitterness then there's the resentment it's a lot of things that you have built upon with that situation that makes things seem like they are real but they're not real that's the way you perceive in them to be so it develops a stronghold due to your way of thinking so that stronghold have to be rooted up the only way it can be rooted up is through the word so the enemy is going to bring all kind of opposition to keep you from staying focused on the word of God he's going to use people 
He's going to use things you hear. He's going to use things you see to make you feel like you're not doing anything. You're still doing the same thing. You're still acting in the same way. What's the point? He's bringing opposition. He's putting things in front of you to make you feel as if the word is not working. The word is always at work. We just have to believe that even though I don't feel anything, it's not about feeling. It's about trusting what God is saying according to the word. So we want to pray and we don't want to faint. We don't want to give up. Just like that woman who went to that judge. She was very persistent. She didn't give up. She kept going to that judge because she knew what rightfully belonged to her. That's what we do in prayer. We prevail in prayer. We keep going to God and say, God, I know what your word is saying. We don't go to God every time with unbelief. We go to him and say, God, this is what your word says. This is what I'm standing on, dealing with your word. And guess what? The answer will come because he's faithful. Even when we're faithless, he's faithful. Let's look at Nehemiah 4, verses 1 through verse 6. Nehemiah 4, verses 1 through verse 6. But it came to pass that when Samballot heard that we build the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews, what do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they built, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone walls. Hear, O God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. What was happening here? The enemy was opposing them. Why? Because the enemy saw that that wall was coming up. So the enemy wanted to discourage them to make them feel as if nothing was happening. How many of us have been in situations, maybe it's been with your body, going through physically. You're speaking the word of God. You know that the word is true. But seem like the more you speak the word of God, the more pain you have dealing in that area in your body. Or the more things keep hitting you, family saying, well, you know you need to do this. You know what happened to this one. That's a spirit of opposition. But you have to stand on the word. And what Nehemiah did, he began to pray to God. He began to talk about to God the situation that was going on. And verse the last part of that, verse 6. So build we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. See how prayer began to change things. Nehemiah began to speak positive in spite of what the enemy was trying to do. He didn't give up the work of the Lord. When the Lord give you something and he place it in your hands, you're going to have opposition. And in that opposition, is going to come through people. The enemy need a body. He needs somebody to oppose you to stop you from doing what God has put in your hands. But the things that happen with opposition, you remember in the Bible dealing with Hannah. Hannah wanted a child, and she wanted a child bad. 
And then there was Panana. I guess that's her name. She was her adversary. She kept provoking her. She kept opposing her, making her feel like, I have children. You will never have children. So she was opposing Hannah. But guess what Hannah did not do? She did not stop praying. She did not stop seeking God. She stopped eating because she was down and out. But she still went um, up to worship, to stand before God. You're going to have people to provoke you. You're going to have people to make you angry. You're going to have people to do things to you. People right in your own house. People that you think that would not. When it's time for you to go into prayer, someone will provoke you and say, why are you going into prayer? When you come out, you ain't this, you acting just like you was when you went in. So what's the point of going in? Is that not the spirit of opposition? Or when you're getting ready to get in your word, why are you getting in your word now? You've been watching TV all day. Why are you in it now? That's the spirit of opposition. The ones that are close to you, the enemy uses to deter you, to stop you from getting what you need from the Lord. Or a spirit of opposition when you have a day off and you want to be before the Lord and you set your mind to work just like they did, the enemy is going to use somebody say, hey, come on, let's go out to eat. Um, I'll pay for your food. That's the spirit of opposition because the enemy is opposing what God wants you to do. Anytime you set your mind to seek the Lord or to be in the presence of the Lord, the enemy going to use somebody dealing with a weak area in your life to take you away from where you need to be with the Lord. That's the spirit of opposition. Even in the church, if someone is given a word and God is given a word, he's teaching. All of a sudden, someone all of a sudden say, I have something. Or they interrupt that person's teaching and start just going off with what they feel like it should be. That's a spirit of opposition because they're trying to deter what God is doing because they know that God is um, breaking through in the room. It could be somebody that God is saying there's going to be somebody that's going to be healed. And all of a sudden a person stand up and they start testifying and they start talking about other things. That's the enemy opposing what God want to do in that room. That's him trying to delay the power of God from moving. You have to know when the spirit of opposition is moving. And when the spirit of opposition is moving, you need to tell it to take a seat. Because God has a work that he need to do. You do not need to quit working the way God would have you to work just because a spirit of opposition is opposing you. You have to know how to fight the good fight of faith. You have to know how to shut that spirit down without you getting out of your place before the Lord. You have a lot of people that want to bring drama to your house. Meaning that you could just have come out of prayer, you're feeling good like you know you should, and all of a sudden somebody call your house and they bring in their garbage can to your house telling you this, that, the other, and making you upset while you just come out of prayer. That's a spirit of opposition. The enemy don't want you to have that joy. He don't want you to have that satisfaction. He don't want the glory of God to be revealed through you. So he's sending somebody to empty their trash in your house. Once they empty all their trash in your house, they go on about their business and they still living like they want to live. And now you and your husband and your children is in the house in strife because you accepted that garbage. That's why we have to shut things down. We have to close the door to those things with the word of God. We need to say, well, what did the word say? Once you give them the word, end the conversation. Because if you keep 
listening to that and they keep talking over you, that's opposition. They didn't accept the word. What they were doing was they were listening to you talk, but they had in their heart, I don't want to hear that. If you can't come into alignment with me, then I don't want to hear that. That's the spirit of opposition. Anything that comes in to oppose the truth is a spirit of opposition. That spirit is trying to resist. That spirit don't want to hear. So that's the spirit of opposition. One thing we have to understand with the spirit of opposition, when it comes, we don't fight against each other. We have too many people in the church fighting against each other. Y'all know the scripture. Ephesians 6 verse 12. I'm reading it, expanded Bible, Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our fight, our conflict, our struggle is not against people on the earth, flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities and the powers of this world, of this world's darkness, against the spiritual power of evil in heavenly, in the heavenly world, the realm, the places, so it's in high places. What we have to always remember, we're not fighting against each other. That's a spirit that's using that person to come against you, to oppose you, to stop you from doing what you need to do. This is why we cannot be weary in well-doing. Because in due season, we're going to reap if we faint not. The enemy want us to waste our time fighting against each other while the work of God is being stagnated. Remember in the Bible when it was dealing with Miriam and Aaron and how Miriam started up with Aaron and talking about Moses' wife? And as they talked about his wife, there was a delay in their movement because of Miriam. She ended up with leprosy and they were stagnated. They had to sit there and wait on Miriam until she got healed, until they could move forward. That's what the enemy does in the body of Christ. If I spend most of my time on Christians who are getting taught the word of God, there's somebody out there that's dying by the dozen that need the word, even with you. If you spend most of your time talking to the same person every night that's been born again for 20 years and you giving them the word and they still coming to you with the same thing, that's a soul that could be won. The enemy knows that. So the more time we spend on foolishness with Christian folks, then that's somebody that's lost that we could have been giving them truth and they would accept that truth quicker than the ones that's sitting in the church. That's a spirit of opposition. The enemy want us to be time wasters. He want us to waste our time on petty stuff. So when we're wasting our time on petty stuff, look at all the stuff that's around us that's dying. We can't hear God effectually the way we need to hear God because the enemy know our weaknesses. So he's going to use those weaknesses against us to oppose us. When you think you're in your right place, then you need to get ready. Because the enemy, he's stirring up something to get something started. The teaching I done Sunday, right after that teaching, boom, something came. The reason why is because when you're doing a work from the Lord, you can expect opposition. You can expect something or someone to come against you to stop you from moving forward with the plan and the purpose that God has for your life. It is a lot of us in this room that have been stopped because we 
get too worried about people we get too worried about what's going on around us and we just sit still we be stagnated and we sitting up there god when why god i don't understand god but the whole thing is if we're trusting god we can still move forward we can still go our way even in the midst of that opposition but how we handle that opposition we recognize what it is just like nehemiah nehemiah recognized that they're trying to oppose us they're trying to stop us from building this wall but what they don't understand is the more they're coming against us the more we're determined to do what god would have for us to do and even after nehemiah's prayer if you read the rest of that chapter it says that the people looked like they were ready to give up even after they had a mind to work but nehemiah still encouraged them and we have to learn to encourage one another because when one brother or sister is down we lift that brother and sister up we don't come against that brother and sister when a brother and sister come to you to oppose this ministry or to oppose somebody in this ministry not only this ministry but another ministry we're supposed to give them the word of god instead of making them think we're in agreement with what they're saying that's why we say have you talked to that person did you see that for yourself no well you need to leave that alone because if we don't we're going to get caught up in that spirit of opposition and then we have to deal with what somebody thought we said when we didn't say exactly what they said that's a spirit of opposition so sometimes it takes people weeks and months to get over something why does it take them weeks and months because they took what they heard they took it to heart it began to build a fortress in their mind so by the time they realized that was not the truth it's too late so now they got to deal with the seed that they planted concerning people or concerning a situation that was not the way that they thought it was so we can get rid of that spirit of opposition y'all know when we recognize it oh i bind you i know you in the name of jesus you're not coming up in here uh-uh you're not coming you leave right now in the name of jesus the blood of jesus is against you we know how to bind and loose so you got to recognize these spirits as they come and we got to quit trying to babysit these uh spirits that's coming up to oppose us and we have to let them know i know what you are and i know what you're trying to do won't happen captain because we know what the word of God says we know what God stands for and the more you do that the more you come against what the Holy Spirit is showing you the less you're going to have in your circle either it's going to draw people or it's going to drive them because people that are in the spirit they will humbly submit themselves to the word of God even though that flesh is crumbling now how do we handle opposition we know it's through binding and loosening but go to second timothy 2 verse 24 through 26 and i'm reading the expanded bible how do we handle opposition verse um second timothy 2 24 through 26 and a servant a slave a bond servant of the lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone a good qualified teacher and patient listen what he said we must be we, sh we don't need to be quarreling, but we must be kind to everyone. A good, qualified, able teacher and patient. Now, for Timothy, Timothy to say this, he already know we got the fruit of the Spirit. So we can be kind if we choose to be kind. We can be patient if we choose to be patient. 
He said, the Lord's servant must gently teach, gently instructing, correcting those who disagree, which are the opponents. That means those that oppose you. The Lord's servant must gently teach, gently instructing, correcting those who disagree, the ones that are your opponents. Then maybe, perhaps, God will let them change their minds, grant them repentance, so they can accept leading knowledge of the truth. And they may wake up, come to their senses, and escape from the trap, the snare of the devil, who catches them to do what he wants, his will. So we, to help get over this um, people opposing or people quarreling and all this, we got to be kind, we got to be patient. And we have to do it the way God would have us to do it. And he said, maybe these people will change out their minds. A soft answer, turn away wrath. A grievous and grievous words stir up anger. So if somebody come to you with something and you know you haven't done anything, why do you boast up? Why do you rear up? If you know you haven't done anything, you can be humble. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of us can be quiet as a mouse, but dangerous as a python. We can say it so humbly. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I didn't mean to offend you, not in one way. And on the inside, you like a volcano waiting to erupt. You may not do it in front of them, but once you get home, you let loose. And you keep going on and on and on. You're still sending words at them. And that's not the way. That's why we have to make sure we don't have no junk in our trunk. Because we have underlining conditions that need to be dealt with. So when the spirit of opposition does come, we know how to put that spirit out. With a gentle, quiet, peaceful, patient spirit, which represents the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that what I have given you so far helps to let all of us know the enemy is going to oppose us. So don't feel bad when you get in opposition, even from the ones that's close to you, even from the ones that you cannot believe is coming from. Just give God glory. Just begin to honor God first and foremost and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for giving me what you have given me. And God, I thank you that I'm going through this for your sake. God, it's not about me. It's all about you. But I ask that the Holy Spirit help me to know how to answer and show me how to get through it. Everything that's said don't mean it need an answer. We have to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and we'll be slow to wrath. Everybody is not trying to oppose everybody. So you have to know the difference. Through hurt, through disappointment, we can... You know, bow up thinking people are trying to take something from us, trying to oppose us. And that may not be the case. Some people just want to give a helping hand. But being that we have so much on the inside of us in our heart, we make assumptions to think people want to take stuff from us. And sometimes that's not the spirit of opposition. That's your imagination. That's what you have meditated on for so long that it has become truth to you. We spend, when we spend more time with God, God will begin to open up things to us. He will begin to show us the things that need to be seen. And he will help us with the Holy Spirit to get through what we're going through. Amen. 
Did anybody want to um, talk about how this has helped you tonight dealing with the spirit of opposition? And what have you learned from the spirit of opposition? Anyone? Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Did anyone learn anything? I heard it over there on that side. Come on, Evangelist Newton. Tell me what you learned. She said, oh, no. I heard you too, Deacon Newton. <laughs> well, thank God for this teaching. It's a really, really good teaching, very needful teaching. Um, it helped me, you know, which I didn't know the enemy, you know, what he'd be up to when he does it. But um, this really helps me to keep pressing because sometimes the enemy try to make you feel bad because you spend all that time in prayer and everything. And sometimes when you come out, you might not come out right later because the devil's right there waiting on you. And, you know, we have things to overcome. And even like Sunday, what you taught on about underlying issues and you working on those underlying issues because that's why you're in prayer a lot. Not only are you making intercession with other people, but you, you got to, you know, trying to get yourself to get, you know, fixed. And um, so the enemy knows this, so he sends opposition because I know that he does not want us to go higher, to go for it. He wants you to spend time fooling around with the little things that doesn't matter so you won't get to the things that do matter. Like Pastor said, um, while you operating over here, people need help. People are, there are people you can be ministering to, and then when you prepare yourself, the enemy knows this, until we rest not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness and principles of high places. So he tries to move you out your place if you're not focused and if you're not aware of what's going on. Um, you can move, get moved out of your place so that whenever you're supposed to be working for the kingdom, work for the Lord, if somebody waiting your help, you somewhere all tore up. Where you can't operate the way the Lord will have you to. And you have what they need. and you could. But if you're so into your own emotions or feelings, you're not going to do it sometimes. And or you, you know, you're not going to be available for God to use you the way he wants to if, you, if you're not aware of what's in operation. So knowing that it's the spirit of opposition is in operation that really helps us, um, you know, just to be uh, mindful of what's going on and to keep on pressing anyway. And knowing that uh, we can bind and loose and that the devil is under our feet. We have authority over him because the Bible said um, God will not have us ignorant of Satan's devices. So if we're aware of what's happening, then we'll know how to handle the situation in a better way because now we know what's going on we're not ignorant amen amen come on to the loft <laughs> yeah you Othea Thea knew I called her name Um, excuse me. What I learned from this teaching is, like Apostle said, um, sometimes you wonder why 
people that's close to you oppose you, and then the Holy Spirit will let you know. Because sometimes people will say something or act in a manner, and you're like, well, why are you saying that to me? I didn't really say anything or do anything. And it's the people that's closest to you that the enemy will use to try to hurt you and stop you from doing and being who God has called you to be. And sometimes it works when you're not in your place with God. I know sometimes with me, when somebody would come against me, you know, sometimes, you know, you'd be wanting to retaliate. Flesh want to retaliate. And it really, you know, and, and, and then you think about it and you say, no, like you say, everything does not require an answer. So when the enemy opposes us, we have to learn to be led by the Spirit and sometimes say nothing. Amen. Anybody else want to come before I call you? Come on, Deacon Newton. Well, Gloria's coming, and then you can come. Your wife already called you out. Is she trying to oppose you? Oh, I just want to say, me and one of my coworkers today were having like a good conversation. You know, she was telling me what she learned from the marriage and singles conference. And when she was talking, she wasn't talking low. So some of the people in the room heard what she was saying. You know, about the dog baby and the, I mean the monkey and the banana. So then one of my other coworkers said, sure, right, that is not from God, that is not from Jesus. And then one of my other coworkers walked up because she was saying she really learned that she wasn't really, you know, complete. And that um, she wasn't complete in him until she get complete in him, she didn't need to be trying to look for nobody. And so he come up. And he starts saying, no, 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 that ain't, I wanted to tell him, won't you shut up and mind your business? But I didn't do it, though. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I said, you know what? We were talking, and you weren't even in this conversation. He said, true, true that. He said, I was I going up there to get me some chips. I said, yeah, that's what you need to do. Go up there and get your chips. But I realized that he was coming up against what she was being taught and he was trying to change her mind about what she learned but she wasn't going to change her mind because she know what she had been taught on Saturday Amen Deacon you ready he going to tell you next time you speak for yourself This woman, this woman, I tell you, last night <clears throat> we were coming back from Wallace and we had stopped and we got a, a pizza and a pizza or something. Anyway, and we got to the house and I got the pizza and I got the little bags out of the back of the car and I going up in the house. I was just so excited. I said, you know, I said, Kip, I said, I got all the bags. I got everything. And I say, check that back one. Let me check that back one to make sure uh, it's uptight. You always want to think I don't know what I'm doing, taking the back one. I know how to, I, don't you think, I, I, don't, I know how to put, or, or check, put the wonders up. You think I know what I'm doing? I said, no, I say, I know you got it. And you always announce what you doing. Talking about, I'm talking the pizza. I'm talking stuff out. Talking about, you just do it. Always got to announce it. Like you want, everything you do, you want to let want somebody else to know. I said, no, I say, I ain't, no, I didn't think about that. Like that. I said, I want you to know. I said, I always said, I got the pizza and everything out of the car. Well, you got underlying conditions. <laughs> you got underlying conditions. You always want somebody to know what the, what you doing. 
And I was like, where, what, where, did, where all this coming from? I was trying to be nice. I was so excited. Instead of getting the pizza, I got everything, baby. You go ahead. I got it. Why do you want me to know what you're doing, bro? Okay. <laughs> so I think she had the underlying condition. Well, uh, Kathy, you shouldn't have called. <laughs> no, he said, yeah, don't you do it. He said, don't you do it, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he, can I say something? Yes, you may. Okay. Well, yes. Well, maybe I did have an underlying condition, but so did he. We come here to get help, right? Okay. <laughs> because only thing he had to say was, um, would you put the window up? I said, yes. But he wanted to continue. Why? He wanted me to know that he was doing something. And I wanted him to realize that you don't have to tell me everything you do and just do it. Okay. Okay, so we both got issues, though. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all opposing each other. That was a good example. Thank y'all so much. Come on, Deacon um, Willie. Well, what uh, caught my attention about the teaching was uh, when you went to Daniel, talking about Daniel, and how uh, Satan withheld his prayer for 21 days. I thought that was real powerful, you know, that a lot of time, you know, we pray unto the Lord and we don't get an answer, you know, right then and there. And it could be, well, I wouldn't say that it could be. if It is because, you know, God got his own reason, got his own timing, you know, and then again, it, uh, the same way the enemy withheld Daniel prayer for 21 days, you know, he could do the same for us. And so. the enemy, what he uses is what? To withhold, to try to stop us from hearing God. What do he use? Mm-hmm. Um, all types of things. Uh, like he could use um, frustration. There you go. Yeah. Frustration and um, hatred, you know, the, um, yeah, those, those type of things, you know, that he can use to, uh, you know, to keep us uh, from, you know, from hearing from the Lord and not being, the, you know, uh, the right standard uh, with the Lord. Amen. So that's, that's what I got out of it. Amen. Did mm-hmm. anybody else just need to tell me amen? Come on, sis sneeze. You'll be the last one. Well, last week at work, I had an opposition. Um, We had this meeting at work, and we were sitting there to the table because they took a break, and we were eating, and they were sitting there to the table. And I had put up a flyer on the bulletin board at work where it was talking about the marriage and singles conference. So one of the ladies that was sitting at the table with me she said, Denise, I heard that you're the one that put up that flyer about marriage and singles conference. I said, yes. And she said, what is that about it? So I began to tell her about it, and I began to tell about our pastor. 
I told her, you know, about what we stand for, what we do. We root up and tear down the strongholds off of God's people. And I was telling her about, you know, when we had marriage and single conferences in the past, what, you know, was taught on, you know, how you wait on your mate if you're single. Then when you get married, you don't supposed to marry unequally yoked. And I explained to her what an equally yoked was. And this lady that works with me that's in the unit I'm in, she said, you act like nobody ain't got a pastor but you. You act like, oh, I mean, she was just so rude to me and I didn't know what to say. I knew what to say, but I didn't say it. I just apologized to the lady, to the people at the table. I said, well, if I offended y'all in any kind of way, I'm sorry. I am very sorry. So we went back to the office. Then one of the other ladies that be with me and this lady that told me that all I do, all I look, I'm talking about the word, the word, the word. She said, I act like that nobody else pastor teach the word but my pastor. And the other lady come in and she said, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right. She said, well, you know, I didn't want to get in that stuff between you and such and such. And I said, I, I told her, I said, well, you just going about your business. You know, I ain't worried about it, whatever, whatever. So me and that lady didn't talk no more that day. She walked by the office. I walked by her office. I ain't say nothing. But I was told I had to go to this lady. So the next day, I went to the lady. I told her, I said, if I offended you in any kind of way, I'm sorry. But I think God was showing me. Matter of fact, I know God was showing me. People that I think that's for me, they're really not for me. People that I think that, you know, that, because when I first got there and got in this, that unit and started working, it was like how people love up on you. And, you know, and I'm just the type of person, they ask me for this, I give it to them. Oh, I like that. I said, well, her, you want, I give it to you, I bring it to you tomorrow. You know, I'm just that type of person. And God showed me that opposition did come, and it almost shut me down, I'm being honest, from speaking the word, and that's what the devil wanted. To It almost stopped me from telling what we teach at church and what's going on at church and how I share my testimonies with them. But I overcame that opposition with the help of someone. I overcame that opposition. I went back to that lady, and I did begin to talk about the Word of God again. But I could have just shut down and let the devil win, but I didn't. It made me feel like that. First, it made me feel small because she was talking loud and there was five of us sitting right there at that table and I felt bad because I felt like I supposed to have struck back at her, but I didn't. I just took a deep breath and I just told everybody at the table, if I uh, offended y'all in any way, I'm sorry. I was just answering the girl's question. But now I really know how that person feels when I'm talking about the word of God. Amen. Renee, could you close us out?